It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hello and welcome to another episode of Yes, I Can Living. I am the Yes, I Can Coach, Kathy Alessandra, and I am super excited that you have joined me here again today. If you have not subscribed to our magazine, be sure you to do that. Hop on over to yesicanliving.com. Our premiere issue is hitting the streets now, and we would love to send you a copy. In the meantime, today we have a podcast episode with my good girlfriend and business associate and a woman I've known for, oh my gosh, I'm not even sure, a, a number of years. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> long time, long time. Jennifer Bourne. With 22 years of experience as a graphic designer, 15 as a web designer and creative agency owner, 10 as a blogger, and four as a course creator and content strategist, Jennifer helps small business brands build brands, create content, and grow profitable online platforms. Her renowned business systems and automations allow her business to thrive while she travels with her husband of 21 years and two teenagers squeezes in daily workouts. You can find that all on, uh, on her Instagram, <laughs> tries new recipes. You've got to check out that site. I will post it uh, below, speaks at events, facilitates workshops and leads online courses like profitable project plans. So Jennifer, thank you for joining us today and welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. You know, we have known each other. It's got to go. It's got to be at least 10 years. Uh, you are in the infancy of my business. <laughs> way back. I mean, your kids were little. Um, you designed actually the Today's Innovative Woman site, my first woman's magazine. Yeah. You had that. And we had done some events together. And um, anyway, it's been far too long. And I'm super excited for you to share your brilliance here and your story on today's podcast. So thank you for being here. Oh, so, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. So let me start with um, just kind of, you know, why and how did you start your business? That's a really great question. I I think like a lot of people, I had a regular nine to five job. I did all the things you're supposed to do, right? I went to college, got my degree, got a job, and I was working agency life. And it's kind of that churn and burn. They just work you and work you and work you. And I had a two-year-old, almost two-year-old at the time. And, uh, and I found myself pregnant with my second child. And life was a little bit crazy. And my husband looked at me one day and was like, don't, don't people that do what you do, do it for themselves? Like, don't people that do what you do work from home? Can't you do that too? Because I don't want to do daddy daycare for two kids. Right. And, um, and I was like, I, I guess so. I didn't know anybody that had quit their job and started their own business. Like I didn't know anybody who had gone that path. I didn't know any freelancers. I didn't know any business owners. I was really young, right? I was a, I was a baby. I think I was 24 or 25. And, um, and I thought, yeah, I could probably do that. And then bless his heart. Like a week later, I got a call at my job that says, I went down to the city. I asked about getting a business permit. They said, if we use our name, it's free. I filed you a business permit under this name. You're good to go. <laughs> so I ended up quitting my full-time job and starting my business when I was like four or five months pregnant with my second child. Um, and it was, 
exactly what our family needed at the time. And I think that's been a common theme as my business has grown and evolved and changed over the years. It has always shifted to meet whatever stage of life our family was in and what we've needed it to be. Isn't that the um, isn't that the golden thing about being an entrepreneur, right? Yes, a whole piece of the freedom and being able to create it around. Well, if you've got if you've got the sense and <laughs> strategy, right, to create it around your lifestyle, right? Yes, I was saying to somebody yesterday, we are not entrepreneurs to um, have a business define us. We are the business of defining what the business is, so that we can have the life. I mean, we've got the life, and it's it's creating that business around our life. Well, and I. I think that's a mistake. I think that's a core mistake I made, right? And in some of it was just not knowing, right? I didn't know anything about running a business or what a business owner should be or my, what my role should be. And I basically quit one full-time job and bought myself another full-time job. And I was kind of a slave to that job for a long time. And I couldn't, I didn't build my business around my perfect lifestyle I wanted right out of the gate. I was like, I quit my job and I said, okay, I need to replace this amount of income and I need to be able to be at home with my kids. And it was tough going those first few years until I slowly figured out I have to be the person in control of my own business. And I have to drive that ship, not let it just drag me along. Right, right, right. Absolutely. But I will say too, the fact that you, I mean, you did it because of wanting to be home with your kids. I did. Right. We, we build our business around those values that we hold dear. And 100%. For your kids was a big one. I love it. I love it. So as you've gone through and in the 20 something years of it all, you know, what have been some of your biggest challenges and um, how have you overcome them? Biggest challenges, I would say, one, getting out of my own way. That's probably the absolute biggest is I'm a doer by nature, right? I like to get in and get things done. And I am a creator and a maker and a doer. And it is really, really hard to step out of that and say, I'm going to stop creating and doing so I can market and sell and focus on all the other things that you have to do, right, with your business or get out of my own way and let other people help. Right? Let other people step in and offer their expertise where it may be better than mine. Even though I could slog through it and do it myself, somebody else might be able to get it done 10 times faster. Mm-hmm. Right, And getting myself out of that position of being the bottleneck and always having to be the doer. Mm-hmm. That's the by hands down across the board. That is the number one. Right. right. I still find that it sounds myself. <laughs> Oh, I don't think it ever goes away. I think it's one of those things you constantly, you know, are faced with and have to make that decision. Right. When, so going further on that, when was it that you finally decided, like the first time that you decided, all right, I need to bring somebody else in. I am not the doer of everything. You know, was it early in your business or was it well into it? It was a few years in. Um, Part of it is my background is in print, right? So I had started my business. I was doing a lot of design work, but the deeper and deeper I got into web, like my background is fairly technical. So when I first started my, my business, I was designing and building the sites. I was doing both. I was doing development. I was doing, and I realized 
there's a reason why I changed my major halfway through college and stopped doing programming. It's because I don't really like it all that much. And so uh, I brought in a subcontractor, a developer to to work on uh, projects with me uh, to not do that part of the business. And, uh, and it worked really, really well for a while, but I kind of got to a point where that subcontractor was getting a little bit flaky. Uh, I was having some reliability issues that was affecting the quality I was able to deliver to my own clients. Uh, I realized that my business had kind of grown so fast, it got a little bit out of control and it was kind of in a spot that I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. Uh, and I knew I needed to make some really big changes. And it just so happened at that time, we were going through some personal stuff as a family. My husband had uh, gallbladder cancer and was looking for an exit from the career that basically almost killed him and was looking to reinvent himself. And he'd always been pretty technical and thought, okay, I could probably figure this out. Like I could learn this, I could do this and ended up becoming um, a really spectacular developer, but stepped into my business as my developer at first. So I hired him to come and do that work for me and then eventually step in to run the business for a little while and do basically all the, everything I didn't want to do. I always joke, I'm like, I brought my husband into my business to do everything I didn't like to do so I could only do the stuff that I loved. Uh, and we worked together for a long time uh, for, oh gosh, probably eight or nine years. And then he exited the business last year. But um. But it's one of those things that it's as I've needed different roles or as I've needed different people, we've hired, we were a team of five at one point, and now I'm back to, now I'm back to being all by myself again uh, and looking what that future looks like. But I think it's recognizing where things are starting to slip through the cracks in your business, recognizing where things are starting to affect the quality of the client experience right? I want my clients to have a certain kind of experience. And when things start slipping through the cracks or that starts to erode a little bit, then I think you have to really take a hard look at where that's happening and where you can bring in some support to bring that back up to where it needs to be. Excellent point. Excellent point for sure. So as we're talking about that, and, and you alluded to the fact how your husband left the business last, um, last year or so, and you kind of did reimagining or whatever it is, so we've been through this last nine months, yeah, so yep. a year, right, of all of this. So how have you seen um, for yourself, and then also for clients, as you're doing all this web developing and and seeing mm -hmm. and, and the the profitable project kind of thing? How do you see, and how have you shifted or pivoted your business during all of this? That's a really good. <laughs> that's a really good question. That's like three questions all in one. Yeah, so, uh, so first. How have I seen this, this making a shift in with my clients? Um, some clients have pulled back, right? As their business has really, really taken a hit, right? We're seeing some clients pull way back on their investment. Uh, others are taking this opportunity to say, hey, we normally would spend a whole bunch of money on event sponsorships and event travel and conferences and speaking, or we'd normally spend all this money in this other space that... COVID and, and the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders have knocked all that out. So we have this budget. Let's reinvest in digital, right? Let's reinvest in our digital platform. Let's build out that course we've never, we never had time to do before. Let's build out that membership. Let's get that recurring revenue going. Let's build out that other income stream, reinvest in building in an ad platform or whatever it might be. We're seeing businesses that 
part of their business got put on hold, reallocate those funds into digital. So we're actually, this has been a really, really good year um, in terms of customers coming in to invest in things that are going to generate revenue online, right? Not so much, we're seeing a big drop in clients who are like, I just need a marketing website, right? Mm -hmm. I need a web, I need a brochure style website. I need something that exists so people know that I'm there, or I just need a marketing site with a blog. That that kind of investment has really, really stalled out. But we're seeing the, I want to launch e-commerce, right? I want to launch membership. I want to launch courses. I want to launch sites that are revenue generating and money making, right? Those investments are still happening. And I think it's been an opportunity as people can't go on vacation, right? They can't go on vacation. We can't go and do anything. And especially in California with all the fires, we couldn't even go enjoy the outdoors, right? For, for a good solid six weeks straight that I think a lot of people are looking at, well, I can watch Netflix 24, you know, basically 24 seven and, and eat Cheeto puffs 24 seven, or I can finally look at getting that thing done. I've been dreaming of doing for years and have never had time to do. So that's kind of what we're seeing happening in terms of my business and with, with clients. Um, but in terms of, uh, industry as a whole and across like the courses and the programs and the things that I'm doing or things I've done in my own business with that shift. I think it's a matter of you can't rest on your laurels and rely on the same things that have always gotten you through, right? What got you to where you are right now isn't going to get you to where you want to go. And I think we had to take a good hard look at 2020 and say, my same marketing message isn't, isn't going to be right for this year. My same approach isn't going to be right for this year. And we've had to really take a look at being smarter about how we reach out to other businesses. Mm -hmm. And it isn't just about that sale. It's about where are you struggling, right? Where are you struggling? Where can I come alongside you and help you reach your goals? Where can I help you get stable, right? Get to the point where you're not in fear of not being able to pay your lease, or pay your mortgage or whatever it is. So looking at where are you struggling and how can I help you get out of that spot, right? And some of that is dialing back like we've for certain clients and for certain people that have come in and said, hey, I'm really, really struggling. Can you help? We've looked at uh, pausing, you know, payment plans and, and doing some of those things like clients that we have website support plans for, uh, right? We did a three-month pause and said, look, we're just going to take care of this for three months while you focus on what you need to focus on. This is the last thing you need to be focusing on. And for us, we have the ability to do that. So looking at how you can really support another business or another business owner so they don't go under. Um, I think when you can put that need first and you can really put yourself out there as a helper, right, as someone that's going to help them achieve their goals, that comes back in loyalty, in, in long-term client relationships, knowing that you're really that partner who cares about their success and not just that vendor who wants to cash their check, right? So I know there's been instances this year with people in my programs and my courses that have said, hey, I have, I, we have no money coming in, right? We can't, we can't even be open. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, clearly, if you need this program at any time, you need it right now. Right. So let's 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 keep you in here anyway. Let's make this happen. And when you have digital offerings, you can do things like that. So I think some of it is really recognizing where people are struggling, extending that grace and realize figuring out, you know, how do 
the talents and the gifts and the knowledge and the, the wisdom that I have apply to helping somebody else get through that tough time. Right, right. I love that for sure. You know, and I think it's, you've kind of touched on this too. I think it's important for us to be looking right now at, you know, it's the first of the year here, what's, what the change is, right? I mean, we're not going back. I mean, people talk about, you know, going back to normal. We're never going to I don't think we're going back there. No, no. And, and then that's not even normal anymore anyway, right? I, mean, I know. I hope that we have like learned and grown. And I love the fact yeah. that you talk about whether people have taken the pause at the yeah. end, you know, during 2020 to, to really see what's next and figure out what's next and how they can shift or how they can pivot. I know people hate that word, but the fact is you've got to, or you're going to be left in the dust. 100%. Right. Yeah. And so really looking at this new year and figuring out, okay, how can I serve my clients best? What do I need to do? Um, you know, and looking at these other things that you're talking about membership or, um, you know, some of the other revenue, revenue generating ways to do yeah. programs and that kind of well, and that's one of the things, I mean, you look at, we have one of my clients does eight live events a year at giant resorts all around the world. Clearly that isn't happening this year. So making that pivot to online, online events and how do you mimic trade shows, right? Trade shows and vendor booths and sponsors and still have that kind of engagement. Um, those kind of like reimagining how core business functions work, right? I host a, an annual event called Content Camp, right? Last year we were in a giant ballroom and everybody was working together. And then this year it was, okay, how do we still do hands-on workshop style events, but we do it online, right? And it's just rethinking how can we leverage software we're already paying for so we don't add more expenses you know, to our business? How do we add, you know, leverage those things and add a different kind of experience where we can interact with our clients and our customers and continue to deliver value and build those relationships, but just in a slightly different way. So let me ask you this. If there was one thing that you wish you knew when you started your business that you know now, in other words, what would you tell your younger self? Hire somebody faster. <laughs> Here's why. Here's what you don't think about. And it's the same reason, like, when I... when. I graduated from college and I took my first job when my husband took his first real job, like, cause we met before we had real jobs. Right. And, and we said, okay, when we get our real jobs, we're going to get married. Right. So when we got our first real jobs, the best advice we ever got was max out your 401k as soon as possible before you're used to having the money. Right. Do it from your very first paycheck because then you, you've, you've never gotten used to having that money. So it's never a hardship to say, OK, now I'm going to start saving for retirement. If you do it from day one, you, 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 it's just always been that way. Right. With your business, if you're so used to doing everything yourself like I was, I was used to keeping all of that income. <laughs> I was used to not having an expense of paying an employee or paying someone else. And you get used to that. And that becomes, you know, how you're paying all your bills and all of your things. And then all of a sudden when you're like, okay, well, I want to hire that virtual assistant for 10 hours a month, 20 hours a month, part-time, full-time. I want to bring on an employee, right? When we were talking about bringing on our first employee and then our second employee and then expanding our team, when you're used to all the money for yourself, that's a lot harder. I would have brought somebody on way sooner in my business and just gotten used to having that be just part of doing business. Right. Right. Good point. I like that. Love that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. How do you define success? 
Ooh, that's a good one. I can spend my time how I want. Mm -hmm. My day looks however I want. And when I swipe my ATM card, I can buy whatever I want without having to think twice about it. As long as I can swipe my ATM, like I don't, we don't use credit cards. So we're a cash only household. So I don't have to worry about that. But when I swipe my ATM card and I want anything, when I'm like, Ooh, I like that thing on Instagram. And I type in my credit card number or my, you know, ATM card number. I don't ever want to have to think twice about whether or not that's an issue. That to me, like, I don't need to have some success for me isn't a dollar amount in a bank. It isn't the size of a business. It isn't, I want the freedom to do what I want when I want and spend what I want when I want and not have to stress about it. Right. right. Yeah. Love that. That's a good definition of success to me. <laughs> yeah. If I want to spend, you know, if I want to take the afternoon off and I want to go to Starbucks and go thrift shopping or do whatever with my daughter. I want to paint rocks in the backyard with my daughter on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, then that's what I want to do. And I want to not have to feel guilty about that. Right. Absolutely. I love it. That's, that's part of what being an entrepreneur, that freedom. I mean, that's one of my totally freedom. <laughs> entrepreneurship. Definitely not, not that it doesn't also have the work. I mean, that's don't, don't let me confuse anybody here. There's a hell of a lot of work that goes into it. You've been an entrepreneur for over 22 years. I have for over 25. I mean, it, there is a lot of work that's gotten. Oh my goodness. It is. And that's the thing. It It's being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, being a freelancer, whatever you call yourself, it is not for the faint of heart. You have to be willing to, to put in the work. And there are days when you are going to work long, long, long days, right? I pulled my first all-nighter in like five years last week, <laughs> but it was worth it. And it allowed me to meet a deadline I wanted to meet that was really, really aggressive that I had set for myself. Um, it allowed me to do something amazing that I wanted to do. And then it allowed me to take a bunch of time off. Right. So sometimes that's the key. Like you get to choose. We work and work and work and push and then go on vacation. Like this year's a little different, but for our family, we know I can work really hard. Like I can burn the candle at both ends and bust butt for about six to eight weeks. And then I know I need a vacation mm -hmm. to recharge and refuel and re-energize and get back to being centered with that creativity and where I find joy in my business. And then I come back and I know like I can work hard again. So we vacation every six to eight weeks normally. This year's a little harder. We're feeling it. <laughs> but we've got a beach house coming up for Thanksgiving. So I'm excited about that. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So you know, when I did the introduction to, we talk about, you know, you've got the, the agency site, which is borncreative.com. Um, you've got the profitable project plan where yep. uh, we talk a little bit about that. And then you've also got this site that has some amazing recipes. Like I talked about, I think <laughs> um, I'm think, trying to think what the URL was inspired imperfection.com. Okay. Awesome. So when you look at all that and you look at the way things are in the world and you know, the pandemic and the pivot, all that, what's next for Jennifer Bourne? That's a good, that, that's a really good question. So uh, a couple things. Inspired Imperfection is going to keep chugging along the same as it is. More family vacations, more, more about all of that. Um, that's my fun play site. I specifically decided I was not going to monetize that. Um, I wasn't sure at first, but then I'm like, nope, this is my corner to just play. This is my corner for fun. No pressure. Uh, so that will continue to be that. Uh, Born Creative in uh, the, over the winter, the winter of 2020, 2021 is getting an overhaul. Um, and my daughter is joining me in 
my business. Oh, wow. How exciting is that? I know. So she's, uh, she's going to be stepping in to do some, uh, some support services and things like that. Uh, so we're retooling things a little bit, especially now that my husband stepped out and my role has changed and what I'm doing in business has changed a little bit. So the agency site's going to see a little bit of an overhaul uh, in services offered and focus there. And then Jennifer Bourne is going to keep on moving forward with exactly what it's doing right now. It's going to get a redesign as well. Uh, because right now it's just, I needed a site when I started it, like in 2017. I was like, I, I have some things I want to say that aren't appropriate for my company site. I need a site. So we threw it together and it didn't really have a whole big strategy or anything behind it because it was just going to be a blog while I figured out what I wanted to do. And the courses came from that and the program and content camp, all of those things kind of stemmed from that. And now that I have a really clear direction doing courses and programs and workshops and training, uh, that site will get a little bit of a redesign and we'll continue to do, we do profitable project plan every year. It's a a 10-month-long business training program for designers and developers. Content Camp is a workshop, a content creation and marketing workshop. We're going to run that twice a year. So it'll run again in about six months. We just finished it. Uh, so Content Camp will continue as a virtual. When we can go in person, we'll do both. We'll live stream the, the live event. Uh, and then we've got some other little courses and things that uh, have been created and have gone through the beta and have got... Lots of great testimonials to throw out there for those, but we'll roll those out uh, over the next few months too. But continuing to just, um, I think, serve and teach. Like I really, really love um, teaching. I wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid and I was dissuaded from that for income reasons. And um, and I find myself coming full circle to that that kind of dream I had as a kid. And it's really allowed me to help you know, other business owners in a way that's been really, really fulfilling, right? Like businesses, you have to be willing to put in the hard work, but it doesn't have to be hard if somebody can point you in the right direction, right? If they can help you down that path, find the right tools, the right resources, the right information, right? You still have to do the hard work, but you don't have to make that work really difficult, right? It can be enjoyable and it can be, you know, achievable and it can be fun, if you just have the right information. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if somebody's thinking, and I'm sure they are, man, I need to get in touch with her or I want to know more about content <laughs> or that inspired imperfection, where would they go? Where is the best place to connect with you? The best place is jenniferborn.com. Okay. That makes it easy, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. You can get to everything from there. Right, right. And I love all your social and everything. Okay. So my final question that I ask everyone is, what makes you a yes, I can woman? Ooh, what makes me a yes, I can woman? I think for a long time, I was yes, I can for everybody else. Yes, I can do that for you. Yes, I can volunteer. Yes, I can be there. Yes, for everybody but myself. And I think what I've learned over the years, and I think you were a big part of that, um, you know, when we, when, when we were in a program together and we ended up, we were accountability buddies. I think some of the things that I learned from you was a big part of that transition of saying, it can't be yes, I can for everybody else and not yourself all the time. It has to be yes, I can for me. And making that conscious decision uh, that I decided I want to wake up every day and live inspired and embrace imperfection and do things anyway, mm -hmm. right? I just want to show up and go for it. 
Yes, I can do that for myself. Yes, I can make time in my day to work out. Yes, I can make time in my day to eat healthy and make good recipes and cook and not eat out and be lazy all the time. Yes, right. I can prioritize my own mental health and my own sanity. And yes, I can still run a successful business, do work I'm proud of and make my clients really happy. Uh, I love it. That is a yes, I can woman, ladies and gentlemen. Even <laughs> <laughs> the yes, yes, right? Strategic yeses, abundant no's, and yeah, yes, I can to, to whatever, yeah. life, whatever challenges we are facing. I love it. Awesome. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad that you were able to join me today. Um, I'm sure our listeners got a lot of great information and a nugget here or there too. Um, so thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate your time and your joining us and your expertise. Thank you. You bet. And we will be back for another episode of Yes, I Can Living. And uh, until then, be sure to connect with us over on Instagram or join our Facebook group, Yes, I Can Women. And we hope you live your Yes, I Can and have a wonderful day. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.